Welcome to the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am Allison Katzkowski, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to check out exactly what we're talking about. Self-care means so many things to people. It's one of the reasons I decided to start this show. And you'll hear self-care discussed from a number of different angles in this space. I am grateful to have you with me, and I hope you get a lot out of what I'm going to share with you today. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the show. I'm Allison Katzkowski, your host of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. Thank you for tuning in with me on this Tuesday morning. Today, I'm really excited about my guest. I have another fellow science guy, if you will. My guest today is Rick Alderman, who is a licensed physical therapist, um, used to be in private practice, and now is kind of moving more into a broader view of how he can share his message to help you not just prevent chronic pain, but to live a lifestyle that's hopefully free of chronic pain. So Rick, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Yay, absolutely. So why don't you tell my audience a little bit about you, kind of, you know, how you came to be. I know before we hit record, we were kind of talking about, you know, the PT school angle. A lot of people that follow me know that that was my first choice of a career. And um, and what the story I like to say is what I'm doing now is my plan B that turned into a plan A. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, at least you had a plan. So, yeah, well, sort of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> One of the things that drove me into uh, PT was my own back pain. And so uh, I then went to PT school because I thought, okay, I want to learn how to solve my own pain. Uh, and, you know, in PT school, we learned a lot of the anatomy, physiology, and so forth, but there was nothing about why back pain is happening. It was more about which structures are damaged or which yeah. structures are hurting, yeah. but nothing about why they were hurting. Yeah. And that, that kind of, and I felt like that was the key to understanding and getting and solving my own back pain. Mm -hmm. And then my first year out of PT school, you know, I could help, you know, uh, you know, post-surgical and sprains and strains, but when it came to anything more difficult, like chronic back pain, sciatica, neck pain, headaches, anything like that, I was a failure. And so I, the stuff in PT school, while it was part of the equation of understanding all of this, right? the anatomical right. stuff, there wasn't the whys behind yeah. it. Yeah. And so I, I kind of went into a really deep depression for a few years about this because I, I was at this crossroads. Uh-huh. Should I continue with PT? Am I just a terrible PT? Yeah. Or, or should I try and figure this out? Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, really a lot of people smarter than me <laughs> have been working in PT yeah. for decades. Yeah. And right these answers still weren't there. So anyway, but the thing that drove me was the fact that I I had this intuitive sense that what, how we're using our bodies has a lot to do about why we're having pain. Yes. And I could not agree more. It, it, it it makes intuitive sense. But if you look at the research out there, research doesn't go into that stuff. It goes, research is about drilling into tiny, tiny things that are part of our function. No one's broadening back into this big scope of yeah. how is this fitting into our overall function? And so anyway, I, I, I went on that path and uh, I found three different researchers, all researching different aspects of our function. One was Dr. Shirley Saruman at University of Washington in mm-hmm. St. Louis. Her focus was movement impairments mm-hmm. as the cause and solution to chronic pain. Yeah. That was a huge piece of my puzzle. Yeah. Enormous. Yeah. Then the second piece was Thomas Myers, mm-hmm. who studied fascia and fascia is mm-hmm. connective tissue in the body. Yeah. And he, he discovered that there are these super highways of fascia that are running through the body mm-hmm. from head to toe. And that helped me see, oh, 
you know, if I, that helped me see things further away from the back and right. his, his work in anatomy trains helped me see exactly where those connections should be. Mm-hmm. Right. That yeah. are, that are feeding into back. Yeah. So then that helped me a lot. And then I found, uh, but I still found uh, there was some resistance out there in terms of getting the real difficult chronic pain issues solved. And that's where Hannah somatics came in, uh-huh. which is a more neurological reflex patterning uh, approach to understanding pain. Yeah. Well, the, the thing, Allison was, and, and this, it, it took me probably, I, I discovered all three of these areas probably in the course of maybe five, six years. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, uh, when you, and, and all three of them point to the same three patterns of dysfunction that are causing yeah. pain. That's so but, interesting, but none of them knew of each other and they're yeah. all three in different yeah. areas of, of, you know, well, science. I just, I think I love how you're approaching this, not just from the, the clinician standpoint, which I really think in our healthcare system today, I know in my work with private clients and all the people that I've worked with over the years, you know, our, I think our mind as a practitioner goes to, okay, what's the problem and what's the best way to fix it, right? And I love how you're approaching this from, okay, we're going to look at it from the standpoint of this is what the symptoms are, but we're also going to look at the big picture because so much of how we feel in our body and how our body reacts is a combination of all of that. Yes. And, and so what, what was driving me to look in these three different areas mm-hmm. was uh, the fact that patients weren't getting better as well as I thought they should be. I yeah. believe that we should all be pain-free Yeah, and pain is a sign that something is wrong now. And if any of my patients continue to have pain, it meant that I was missing something. And so well, pain is feedback is, for us too. Exactly. You know, it, it signals that, Hey, this is not, I mean, we're, we're created to move. We're not created to be in pain, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. so the virtue of the fact that people were still having pain or struggling meant that there was something I still needed to discover. Yeah. And once I found this final piece of the puzzle with Hannah semantics, this neurological standpoint, this mm-hmm. reflex patterning, then I put, I integrated all three of these and I dove deeper into all of uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. And so that's how I put all of this together. And once I put all of this together, boom, that was interesting. It. And, and, and so all of this happened, uh, and, and I was working out of my home at this point mm-hmm. yeah. and, and seeing, you know, these people and my, my deal was, if I don't help you solve your pain, you don't have to pay me. It really drove me to really find solutions pretty fast. Yeah. You were kind of motivated too. We right? needed money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, so I figured all this out and I thought, but will this work in an orthopedic clinic setting? Will yeah. this work across all types of patient populations? Yeah. And so then I found an orthopedic clinic that was, they were selling their practice mm-hmm. a mile away from my house. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I'm going to buy it. And oh, so I, love I bought it. it and based in the dream. And that, that gave me the access to this patient population that I didn't have because the people come to your house when you're paying cash mm-hmm. are highly motivated. Totally. In a clinic setting, you don't necessarily have that high motivation. Happen, right. 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 And I, I didn't see children. I didn't see, you know, very elderly. I didn't see post-surgical. I didn't see, yeah. you know, spat, uh, after motor vehicle accidents, but in the orthopedic clinic, I did. Yeah. And so I got to apply this to all of these patient populations. And lo and behold, it worked for everyone Yeah. because it was a deeper understanding of our movement systems. Oh, I love right? that. 
I love and it. so, and then the next question is, well, is it something about me or can I train other therapists to do this? And so like I trade. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And so, okay. and so then, and I, by this time I had written all my books. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I decided if I'm going to hire a new therapist, they need to treat like I do because right. I needed to right. know whether this was true or not. Mm-hmm. And so I've trained, you know, lots of other therapists in this approach and they get the same or very similar results as me. Mm-hmm. And so it's a trainable thing. Once you understand how the body works, anyone can implement this. Yes. Anyone can learn Thank this. You. And, well, you have and, to understand. And, and look, you don't have to be a doctor or to have your credentials or mine or no. a PhD or anything to understand the basics of how the body works. But I really do think that the one of the big problems today facing us is the age of social media, right? Where you have these people who go out into the gym or, you know, some setting and they try this crazy something and they get great results from it. And therefore they call themselves an expert, right? Right. And then, yes. then, then you have someone who say is, has a predisposition to hurting themselves. Maybe they have arthritis or right. they've had a past injury or something else. And and then they say, well, I'm gonna, if it works for them, it must work for me. I'm going to go try it. And then they end up in worse shape than they were. Right. Exactly. And, and what, what the, the first group is running into is these people are really good at marketing their yeah. information. They're yeah. not necessarily an expert. Totally. But they've had great success marketing their particular yeah. information. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, I, my, one of my criteria, if someone really knows what they're talking about, They'll know what they're talking about from head to toe. Right. Because well, they'll be able to tell you and tell you in no uncertain terms what the problem is too. Right. right? Well, yeah. the, and that's, so a lot of these experts online, you'll find that they just have a back pain program mm-hmm. and that's it. Well, yeah. if, if, if you don't also have something for the neck and head, if you don't also have something for the shoulders, the hips, yes. the knees and the feet, yes. well, then you're not really truly understanding the back because yes. all of that matters too. It does. Right? Exactly. And, and it all and should so fit together like a puzzle. It, it, and it right? all does fit together. Yeah. And, and so uh, that's one of the criteria. If you're thinking about one of these other programs, if they don't have information about the entire system of our body, mm-hmm. the back does not work in isolation of everything else. Yeah. It all fits together. Yeah. So uh, that would be one of the ways that you can easily sift out uh you know, the other experts who are good marketers versus someone who really understands how everything's put together. Well, and I just, I love that you bring this up because I feel like now with, with people living longer, you know, and people, what medical science has learned, right. And how, Mm -hmm. and how people are learning to function in many different ways. And a lot of this is, you know, there are more people working from home now than there ever have been. There are more people also on the go than there ever have been, which also brings into focus the fact that there are probably any number of ways that we can help people, you know, stay more active and to stay pain-free to your point. So I just would love to hear your perspective on that. On, on staying pain-free. Yeah. Just, uh, just your general philosophy on that. So, so here's where the rubber hits the road. The, the, one of the biggest reasons people aren't staying Mm pain-free is because of how they're using their body. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about how they're using their body with basic things that we do every every day, like walking, sitting, yes, getting up from a moves. chair, things yep. like that. Anyone who who came to my clinic with anything with back pain, hip pain, knee pain, or foot pain, 
had to learn how to walk correctly uh-huh. because that was the root issue that was causing all of the dysfunction occurring throughout the whole lower body and back system. So that was integral to fixing their pain long-term forever. Once you learn how to walk correctly, mm-hmm. then that is feeding your body yep. instead of breaking down your body. Yeah. But and a lot goes, of people aren't as active as they used to be. You know. Yeah, I, but I, I'm not even talking about walking as an exercise program. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about walking from the living room to the kitchen. Oh, yeah. If yeah. you're not walking correctly, you're breaking down your body. And this is, yeah. and so, because it, it's not turning on key muscles. Yes. Yes. And it's, Thank you. and it's, and it's over recruiting incorrect muscles yeah, that are right. contributing to pain. Right. And so, uh, and gait is such a simple thing to solve. Yeah. I love uh, that. But I'll tell you, it's been made very complex yes. with all of the research going on, mm-hmm. but I've distilled it down into a very simple couple of concepts. If you can do these two things, you've got gate pretty much. Okay. And, and so it, it's really easy. Um, and then, you know, so getting people to pay attention to these things mm-hmm. is really why my clinic did so well. Yeah. We, we quadrupled in size within just a few years after I bought it with this mm-hmm. information because word of mouth spread doctors started noticing and sending us tons and tons of all of their most difficult patients that, that just weren't getting better anywhere else, they would get better at my clinic. Mm-hmm. And it's because of this systemic thinking, as opposed to how we're trained in medicine, which is component thinking. In medicine, we're trained to, to ask, what is the tissue that is being, that is hurt? And then address that tissue. Right. Like but a, the question from a, from really a standpoint be, of solving the problem, not necessarily treating the issue. Yeah. Right? The question yeah. should be is not so much that that tissue is hurting, but why is the tissue? Yeah. yeah. And that's when you get into more systems thinking. And that's, I think what we're missing. Uh, no, I love in, that. I, I love in, that you bring in, that up. Not only in physical therapy and chiropractic, but also, you know, in yoga and Pilates mm, and personal yes. training and yes. massage, all of these, all of these professionals, you know, what I've figured out is how we're supposed to function mm-hmm. and how that lack poor function creates pain. But not only that, but how to reverse it to fix pain. Yes. And I don't, I think, because most people don't come to people like me first. Most people will go to their personal trainer or the yep. yoga instructor or yep. Pilates or whatever yep. first. Well, if those people understood these concepts, we would, we would not have chronic pain yeah. because they're kind of the first responders yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So totally. Uh, anyway, that's, that's, that's kind of, it's interesting that you say that because in my experience, um, and I don't do a, I don't do as much work one-on-one with clients as I used to, because two thirds of what I do now is online. But, um, mm-hmm. but, but in my experience, a lot of people, by the time they get to me, they've been to a couple other trainers. They've tried a class that hasn't worked. They've maybe been even been to a doctor and given a prescription or, you know, here, yeah. go see a PT for a single session. And they, they bring a handout to me and say, this is what they told me to do, but I've tried other things and it hasn't worked. So right. one of the first questions I always like to ask is what are you doing right now to be active, mm-hmm. you know, to your point. And so many people dismiss the whole idea of walking. I mean, forget right. that it can be effective from a fitness perspective, but just think about how much if you added in a few steps here and there throughout the day and you really worked on perfecting that, what that could do. 
Yes, it's it's hugely yeah. impactful. So yeah. again, it's not that you're walking, but more how you're walking. Yes. You know? Yes. And so if if you can fix your gait pattern, that will solve so many problems yeah. up and down the chain. Well, and the, you know, it's interesting too, especially as we've come out of the pandemic the last couple of years, you know, one of the big risk factors that we're hearing about a lot, not just from a health and longevity standpoint, but also from a perspective of chronic pain is the obesity epidemic is mm-hmm. that, you know, Americans are getting larger and larger, you know, people aren't getting smaller, they're getting bigger. And so right. it's, you know, and then you hear on the other hand, well, it's not always about your weight. It's about how strong you are. So I would love to hear your perspective from treating the gait, you know, as part of an, a way to correct chronic pain when you factor in those two things. Well, I'll tell you, it makes treatment a lot easier. Because as a therapist, if, if I'm working, let, let's put it this way. I, one of my last patients at my clinic was a 350 pound defensive lineman, mm-hmm. uh, NFL defensive lineman, or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, offensive. Uh, and so he had chronic hip pain for nine years. And I mean, his thigh was as big as my torso. Yeah. This guy was massive. Yeah. And I, bet. I, I didn't even touch him to make him feel better. I, I showed him how his gait pattern was incorrect. I understood the shape of his thigh bone was part of this that no one had ever tested him for Yeah, because in a lot of these, you know, collegiate and professional training programs, they're, they're assuming everyone is the same. Exactly. Right. They they try to train everybody in the same, to the same standard. Yeah. But this guy happened to have a retroverted femur in one of his thigh bones. Mm-hmm. But his, his, so his training program that they had been giving him was working against that. And this is why he was having pain. So I gave him one very simple solution. Just turn your foot out a little bit. And that unlocked his whole hip pain mm-hmm. issue. That yeah. one thing. So, so from understanding function and, and then fixing his gait pattern. So as a therapist, I am so fortunate that I did not have to lift that 150 pound leg. Yeah, to do yeah. anything to right, fix them, right, right, right. Uh-huh. So it saves my body, but uh-huh. also when you understand how things work, it takes much less effort to correct them because ultimately you are responsible for your body. Not and me. you should understand your body better than anybody. Right. right. So you fixing yourself mm-hmm. is going to be much more powerful. Yes. Of a solution and longer lasting. Yeah. Than me fixing you. Yeah. And so when it comes to treating, working with obese people or very heavy people or whatever, getting them, I I've then focused more on fixing their ways of using their body. Mm-hmm. So I don't hurt myself for one thing, yeah. but I also understand that when you're carrying a hundred or 200 extra pounds, yeah. if we can make one small improvement in yes. your, it pays moving, huge dividends. That, that takes that yes. 200, 200 pounds off of that straining muscle or Isn't that amazing. Like yes. you just take, it's instead of thinking that, oh my gosh, I've got to lose all this weight. Not, you think we automatically think of how hard it's going to be rather than just saying, what if we just shift this one thing or, just or add this one shift. simple thing, right? It's often all it takes. Yeah. That's yeah. often all it takes. Well, so now I'm wondering if you can kind of walk us through, I know you and I were talking before we got on the air yeah. about, 
you know, how to describe how, if there's a way that people could actually test themselves, how do we yeah. know if our gait is really incorrect? Could you offer any, some, some helpful oh, tips? Yeah, I can. Well, let's, let's go into gait and then we're going to go in, maybe I can show you a really easy test just for back pain alone. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. To help you understand that. So here's the easy one for gait. So I've got a cool invitation for you. Ever since the pandemic turned the health and fitness and wellness industry on its collective head, what I'm feeling called to do now is to help health and fitness entrepreneurs build and innovate and grow in their businesses. And I've opened up a brand new community on Facebook, and I would love for you to come over and join me there. So if you are a business owner, if you are working on a brand new idea, if you're developing a new product, or if you're feeling called to serve at a higher level within the health and fitness and wellness space in the collective, I want to invite you to come over and join me there. Join me over in my Innovate and Grow for fitness and wellness professionals in the coaching space on Facebook. I would love to have you there. We've got lots of really fun things going on in there. I've got my weekly live show that I do every Wednesday at noon where I give away real informative business tips, the real stuff, folks. This isn't just some cheesy sales strategy. Come over and join me and innovate and grow for fitness and health wellness entrepreneurs on Facebook so that you don't miss any of the action. I will see you there. Let's say, so you would have to, you know, if your listeners stand up, mm -hmm. so everyone stand up right now. Mm -hmm. And I want you to put your fingertips on your butt muscles. Okay. So I don't, I don't want the fingertips to be at the bottom of your butt where your, where your low leg meets your butt. I want to mm -hmm. right in the center where all the meat is. Uh -huh. And I want you to contract the butt muscles together and you'll mm -hmm. feel that is your maximum contraction. Mm -hmm. Now you let those go and just completely relax and you'll feel that they are nice and squishy again. Yeah. <laughs> so now what, what you do is you just walk around five or 10 steps. Are your butt muscles getting any contraction when you're walking around five or 10 steps. Most people, especially those with any kind of lower body or back pain will say, no, it's remaining squishy when they're walking, uh -huh. right? When it shouldn't, because the butt muscles are one of the most powerful controllers of the pelvic exactly. and, and low back. And it's system. the largest muscle group in the body too. Yeah. So if right? you're, if you're not using those when you're walking, which is their primary function, yes, right? Yes. Walking is, is a primary basic skill that we need to have. Yeah, and yeah. If they're not controlling that very primary basic skill, then this is where problems start to occur. Yes. So yes. that's an easy way to test whether your butt is even firing, right? When you're walking. Yeah. Almost everyone trying this at home will say no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or, or, or they'll say, well, yes, on one side and no on the other. And the, and the other side is the side where they're having pain. Yeah. So an easy way to fix this there, I can go into all the reasons why this is happening for most people, but we'll just make it simple. The easy way to fix this is keep your hands on your butt. Now get up on your tippy toes and walk around the room again. And you will start to notice that your butt is getting firmer underneath uh, your fingertips. It's working more. So yeah. what is, what is it about walking on your tippy toes? That's turning on your butt mm -hmm. that walking without being on your tippy toes was not turning on your butt. And there are two things that are happening here. One is that when you walk on your tippy toes and all of you at home can try this, all right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. See, and sense it in yourself, yeah. walk on your tippy toes and you'll notice that you cannot lock your knees backward when you're walking. Yeah. So keeping the knees unlocked 
is one of the things that will help turn on your butt muscles. And locking your knees is one of the things that turns it off. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is when you walk on your tippy toes, you'll notice that whenever you advance your foot, your body is over that foot when it touches the ground. Yeah. So you're probably balanced. And you'll notice that when you're not on your tippy toes, that your foot precedes your body at foot strike. Mm -hmm. When your foot precedes your body at foot strike, the butt has no reason to turn on in that situation because it's resting back on the other leg that's behind you. Mm -hmm. But in tiptoe walking, you're forcing your body to move forward with the advancing foot. And then that's triggering the glute to say, oh, I've got to turn on here Mm -hmm. because now my body weight is over this leg, Mm -hmm. right? Does that make sense? Oh yeah, so it those, does make those sense. Those two Perfectly. elements of, and, and then what you would do is you would gradually continue walking around on tippy toes and then gradually lower your heels down. And you'll notice that your butt is starting to turn on naturally now. Yeah. Which and is the how reason it's being, be. right. yes. And the reason being, because you're now training your body to move forward with that advancing foot and unlock the knee at foot strike which is then allowing the butt to start turning on. And when that butt starts turning on, it controls the pelvic orientation Mm -hmm. and it controls the hip joint. It controls the thigh bone. Mm -hmm. Uh, The thigh bone is half of the knee joint. It also controls the foot amount of foot flatness that's occurring Mm -hmm. in the the lower Mm -hmm. extremity. So it has these huge implications up and down the whole chain. If you can just start to walk more correctly. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Very simple. Very simple. Well, it's just, it's so, it's so interesting how the way you describe it, it's like, this is a no brainer. I mean, anybody can, it is a no brainer. Yeah. But but our research keeps breaking gate down into these minutiae of things, right? Yeah. It makes it more complicated. How should the heel strike? But well, we should have 40% heel strike. And then, you know, and at this sequence and gate, then we go into, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, us as medical people, we're trying to follow this research and yep. then say, oh, okay. The, so, okay. You, you need to do this with your foot. Right. right. Mm-hmm. But notice that I haven't even talked about foot strike. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you, yeah. it, in terms of gait, if you just unlock the knee and let your body travel over the foot, the yeah. foot strike issues will work themselves out naturally. Well, this, this, uh, this is sort of like reminding me of a similar analogy that I use um, when I'm working with someone. Um, you know, my, my big thing is technique, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. And this is a lot about technique as well. It really doesn't matter what weight you're lifting if your technique is wrong. So mm-hmm. if you go back and make sure your technique is correct, then the weight will come. You'll see the progress. You'll see the yeah. gains, right? And with something like this, okay, if you notice that, say, your butt isn't working like it's supposed to, so you break it down and you get your technique correct, then it's like it's like you're opening up a whole new world and you've got muscles working in the way that they're intended to, right? Exactly. Yeah. You're exactly right. And you're and avoiding injury working. too later down exactly. the road. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. now the body's being controlled the way it should. Yeah. Regardless of whether you've got an antiverted, retroverted femur, whether you're five feet tall, seven feet tall, whether you're carrying a hundred pound extra pounds or no extra pounds. Yeah. If you fix function it will start to have yes. ripple effects yes. throughout your body. Exactly. Well, function a, is purpose. And if you, oh, you yeah. get your purpose lined up, then yeah, right. then everything well, here, else will come, right? Here's also the nice thing. So a lot of people get hung up on the this and they say, oh, he's asking me to contract my butt when I'm walking. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm asking you to fix your walk. So it contracts your butt for you. 
Yeah. Because if you're focused on just consciously contracting your butt, mm-hmm. well, what happens when you see a pretty bird or someone calls your name and distracts you and now your butt's not turned on? Yeah. You shouldn't have to think about your butt turning on yeah. all day long. Yeah. But once you learn how to walk correctly, mm-hmm. it'll all be happening for you and yeah. you'll be able to think of which is things. how the body is supposed to function. Yes. Right. Exactly. And right. this can, this can, this can be appropriate for anybody, no matter how old you are. Right. Anybody, so if you're, anybody. you're 30, I mean, what, what I hear from people is, Oh, well, my body, I don't have a 30 year old body anymore. You no. know what? That's not going to work for me, but this can work for anybody. Right. My 80 year old patients would say I'm 80 years old and I'm relearning how to walk. I said, and I would always say, you're exactly right. And yeah. you're going to feel a lot better for it. Yeah. So whether you're eight or 80, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If your gait pattern is wrong, you're going to have problems Yeah. in terms of the lower extremity and back. So that is an integral part of fixing the system yes. that you're using. Yes. Well, and you can um, really avoid a lot of long-term unnecessary stress and strain too, whether it be Holy back, hip, knee, ankle, like you said, yes. and otherwise too. Yes. Because to so me, I, I really believe too, and maybe I'm getting off the subject when I when we when I go here, is that when I talk about when you have say pain, back pain or knee pain or whatever, there's almost always pain somewhere else, right? Because your sure. body usually tries to compensate in order to kind of keep things running smoothly. You know, that's yeah. kind of the primary job, right? Right, right. So the way that works is what happens is your body finds ways, like you just said, to yeah. compensate. Yeah. So maybe that will unload the earlier point of pain that you had, let's say in your knee or your mm-hmm. foot or your hip. So you've compensated to avoid that. And now that doesn't hurt anymore. But mm-hmm. that compensation is now causing your back or sciatic pain or SI mm-hmm. joint pain or whatever. Right. So you're, so you would say, oh, but I don't have pain anywhere else in my body. Well, once we start correcting function, this is what I always see in the clinic is yeah. once I start correcting function, those old injuries start to rise to the surface mm-hmm. because that is what you've been compensating around, yeah. which is what has created your back yeah. pain or whatever. Right. Yeah. So then we have to drill down into whatever that problem is and not avoid it any longer. Mm-hmm. And usually it's pretty easy to solve. So yeah. once we've you know solved whatever that older problem was, now you don't have to compensate around it. And then the back pain clears up and the older problem clears up too. Yeah. 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 It's just, I think it's, it, it can be a tough sell for somebody who has like suffered with, you know, a tremendous amount of chronic pain. I mean, and forgive me for saying this, but, but you know, I know what I've heard from some of my clients. Oh, well, I've tried all that already. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. it's like they've, yeah. they've been through the ringer already and it's like, they finally figured out a way that they can function. And the last thing they want to hear is that, okay, I'm going to learn, practice my walk again. But if they start to have pain as a result of that, to your point, something else is bubbling up to the surface, then, you know, they want to shut the engines down. Yeah. But you actually, you need to change your mindset because that is actually a sign of success. Yes. Because what we're doing now is getting to the root problem of yeah, why of you're going the through symptoms. all this. Yeah. And, and it, it doesn't hurt my feelings at all, Alice. I, I realize that a lot of people have been to a lot of yeah. physical therapists yeah. and may have even been hurt more because mm-hmm. of it. And it's because of this very standard approach yeah. of, of this component thinking, mm-hmm. oh, you've got back pain, so we're going to focus on the back. Oh, you got hip pain, so we're going to focus on the hip. Yeah. Instead of this uh, 
systems thinking, right? Yeah. And so that, you know, unfortunately, that's the way things work. And I would hear it all the time. I mean, the reluctance of people to come to my clinic here in Denver, yeah. Yeah. you know, you, yeah. I mean, they come in with arms crossed, you know, oh, I've been to five other physical therapists and three chiropractors and, you know, eight massage therapists and acupuncturists and all of no one can help me, but my doctor made me come here. I said, yeah, okay, well, let's just see what kind of body you brought in today. Yeah. And by the time we, are, and, and within five minutes of us evaluating them, they're like, why are you looking at that? No one's ever looked at that in me before. And, and you're like, and well, what, and, and why are you yeah. looking at, and gosh, and then I explain. So I have this little skeleton here, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So I explain <laughs> yeah. everything that's going wrong with their body and why this is causing their pain. And they're just like, oh my gosh, no one has ever looked at this like, yeah, yeah, you know, before. Yeah. And so, you know, every day I would get confirmation that we are missing the boat in terms yeah. of our profession of yeah. looking, you know, at the right things that are causing yes. pain. And then, and then their pain, my standard for, for anyone with chronic pain, regardless of where it is in their body is if by the second treatment, they are not 30 to 50% better. Mm-hmm. I'm on the wrong track because yeah. that, because I, I know that when we're on the right track, pain, you know, goes away very rapidly because it's the body's natural state to be pain-free. Yeah. Pain yeah. means that something is wrong now. And yeah. if, and if they were only say 10 or 20% better, then that means I haven't, I haven't focused on the right problem to focus on yet yeah. to get that to that yeah. 50% or so. Yeah. So it's a great guide. I mean, I use pain as my guide all the time as a therapist because, mm-hmm. Hey, just for those very reasons, it's telling me whether, Hey, are you on the right track or not? And no, it shouldn't take me 10 visits to get to that 30%, yeah. it should take yeah. me one visit. Right. And that's typically what it does yeah. when you're on the right track. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it just goes to show you, there's a reason why walking is one of the seven functional moves that we do every day. Yeah. I mean, it's really central to, yes. you know, if there's an issue with that, chances are there are issues other places. So yeah. by fixing yeah. that, you're really, it's, it's a very efficient way to approach, you know, keeping you pain-free and keeping you moving which is really what we're created to do anyway. Right. So what I'd like to do, if it's okay with you, uh, many of the people listening to this program probably have back or sciatic pain. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to take them through a real simple test, which kind of illustrates the systems approach to solving pain Mm -hmm. and help them understand why it hasn't been solved yet. Uh All right. So uh, here's the test. If everyone listening to this just lies down on the floor with your legs straight, you can lie down on the couch. You can lie down on your bed. It doesn't matter. Just lie down with your legs straight. And I, and I really, and if you, you won't understand. So you need to do this in order to really feel what's happening with your body. Cause if you're just listening to my words and say, Oh, okay, that's interesting. No, you, you won't feel the truth mm-hmm. of what's happening in your own body. Mm-hmm. So do this simple test, lie down with your legs straight. Okay. And I want you to sense how your back feels, your low back feels in this situation or your sciatica or SI okay. joint pain or whatever. Okay. So you're, you're here, you've been here for maybe 15, 30 seconds. And now what I'd like you to do is bend your knees. All right. And you're going to have your feet flat on the floor, or you can even hug your knees to your chest. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're going to compare your back pain to what, to your leg straight, which feels better for your back. 
Do you like your legs straight on the floor or do you like your knees bent or to your chest better? Yeah. 99% of the people listening to this right now will say, oh, my back feels much better when my knees are bent. Yeah, totally. Why? Why is that? Mm -hmm. It's a very simple thing. And if you're still on the floor, you can feel this yourself. When your legs are straight, you'll feel that the arch in your low back is greater Mm -hmm. off the ground. When you bend your knees, you'll feel that the arch in your low back is flatter to the ground. All right. It's as simple as that. No complicated science, nothing like that. If you basically understand that your back feels better with less arch, you've got your halfway home to Mm -hmm. solving your back pain. Uh So then what we have to do is understand all those things that are trying to pull your back into an arch that Mm -hmm. you're doing throughout the day. Mm And it's not about tucking your pelvis underneath you and making your back flat all the time. Yeah, right. No, because that's an unnatural way of Yeah, because the this. low back has got a natural curve in it anyway. Right. Yeah. So the, the, what you need to focus on is fixing the things that are excessively pulling it into that arch. Uh-huh. And that's what you know, my back pain program does. But that's, how, that's a real basic s- approach to solving from a systemic standpoint, because what are the things that are causing the back to arch? Well, tight thigh muscles, yep. locking your knees, like what we yep. talked about tight before. Hip and, flexors. And, and here's, yep. here's another thing. If you we'll put it out the gate and this together. Mm-hmm. So now that you've done that test, stand up. All right. And now stand up and you'll notice, uh, are you locking your knees when you're standing? Now unlock your knees, feel what your back just did when you unlocked your knees. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Now lock your knees again and you'll feel that your back arches more and that your pain has come back again. So there is one really basic, simple thing. If you yeah. just start unlocking your knees, mm-hmm. that is relating to this arch in your back yeah. that you now have discovered yeah. is the reason you're having a lot of your back pain. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about anytime you lock out at a joint. You know, think about like if you're doing in a high plank position, for example, and you lock out at the elbows, right? Yeah. Where is all of that stress and strain going? It's going right into your shoulders, maybe into your neck, exactly right. the opposite place of where it should be, right? Right. But right. you loosen the elbows and guess what? Your core gets to do more of the work, which is what you want. Yeah. yeah. So, so how this goes back, you brought up earlier about heavy people. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So the heavier you are, the more inclined you will be to lock your knees Mm -hmm. because you don't have the leg strength to unlock your knees. Yeah. And so locking the knees when you're heavy causes that to happen. And then, especially if you have a larger belly. Yeah. Pulling you forward, that's pulling your back into even more of an arc. Yes. 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 So this is how it all fits together. Yes. Uh, If you just understand what the basic shape of your spine, what is causing pain and what will help that for instance, in this case, flattening your spine, mm-hmm. then, and, and you start looking at all the things that you're doing where your spine is now arching. Mm-hmm. And if you just solve those problems, your back pain will start to diminish significantly, even if it's sciatic pain too. Mm, okay. I love that. That's just, that's such a simple, so simple. thing that people can so do. Simple. Yeah. And, and this is what, uh, this was the common, uh, thread from all of my therapists. Whenever I yeah. train them in studying this, they're just yeah. like, well, that makes perfect sense. And it does make gosh, perfect sense. This, this is so simple. I can't yeah. believe it. Why aren't, why didn't, why didn't we learn? Well, it, and like it just, it just goes to show you that, you know, exercise and fitness, you know, movement treatment, whatever you want to call it, 
it's gotten way too complicated. It's no oh, wonder that so many people try things and don't stick with them, right? So the more complicated it gets and the more gadgets you try to use yep. to fix something, yep. it means the less you truly understand about how our bodies function. Yeah. Yes. Because it's not that complicated. It's and not, you shouldn't I agree. you shouldn't need all these gadgets to yep. make your body function and yep. manipulations and you know e-stim and you know, all this kind of stuff. You shouldn't need your, you weren't born needing Easton. Yeah, exactly. You weren't born needing right. manipulations. You weren't yep. born needing, you know, you know, whatever. Uh, if you, we, what we've done is we've gotten a, away from proper function mm -hmm. and that's why you, you know, yeah. have gone down this road because yeah. no one has really put it all together before. No, I love it. You're and, totally and, speaking my language. I love and, it. And frankly, Allison, this is what shot, you know, when I mentioned that I wasn't getting people better out of PT school, this is what really, I mean, mm -hmm. to, to think that, you know, it spent, I spent many years trying to put all this together and I, I didn't understand why no one else did until I put together the piece that, because what they drill into our heads is, oh, your practice has to be evidence-based, evidence-based, yeah, yeah, evidence-based. Right, right. And so you look in research and you will not find anything yes. about this mm -hmm. because it's about a system. And yes. by nature, research is about isolating a component. Mm -hmm. So that's what all of our medicine, or at least in physical therapy is based on, is yeah. component isolation yeah. versus systems thinking. Yes. And this is why it took so long to figure all this out. Yeah, but I mean, it's, there's no it's framework. Just, but it's it. so fascinating <laughs> that once you figured it out, you're like, it's oh, almost yeah. like it's was right in front of you, right? Exactly. The whole time, right? Exactly. And it, yeah. what's really interesting is, you know, if you talk to, like, I, I mentioned this to a lot of the doctors who they, they've come to see me for yeah. their own aches and pains. And, and, sure. I, I, and, I, and I talk about, you know, you, you talk to a physical therapist or doctor or chiropractor or someone who's been science- mm -hmm medically yeah. trained. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, my intuitive sense, because I was a lay person before I became a physical therapist, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't go straight out of graduate or yeah. undergrad and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So the, the our, our intuition is that our pain has something to do with how we use our body. Yeah. And you talk to a lay person, they're just like, well, duh. But you talk to a medically trained person who hasn't really spent time outside of academia yeah. and medicine and yeah. you say, our pain has something to do with our, 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 how we use our body. And they say, well, where's the evidence to support that? Yeah. Right. That's right. their first what comment. studies Where, have you looked where's at? Where's the research? Right? Where's your data? Show me the research. Right. Right. There isn't research because of the nature of the solution. Yeah. I know. So, so yeah. it's just so interesting. And then also like when I was studying Dr. Shirley Sarman's work, you know, I, I became friends with one of the PTs who was doing that. And after like the third session that I did with her, I said, wow, you know, how are you finding this stuff with your patients? And he says, eh, you know, I'm not really using it that much. I'm more of a manual therapist. I said, yep. well, but, but this stuff really works and it works really fast. He says, eh, it's just not my cup of tea. And that's when I realized that the medical professionals are filtering out yes. useful information based yep. on their belief systems. Mm -hmm. And so your practitioner has a belief system of how things should work in your yeah. body. Yeah. I was such a failure prior to this. 
I did not have a pulley system because yeah. I couldn't find anything that worked. Well, I wouldn't then, say a failure. You got through well, I, I really was. pasture boards and all that, but uh, okay, it just wasn't but, working but in the best way. It wasn't working. And I call that a right. failure. That was yeah. my purpose is to become a physical therapist, right? To help right. people with pain. Right. And so that wasn't working. And so that allowed me to stay open to things that would work. Yes. And once I saw that, oh, pain should reduce rapidly if I'm doing the right thing, that kept being the driver for me to look for more systems approaches yeah. to solving things and yeah. putting things together. Yeah. So this is why, actually why I wrote my books. When I yeah. made that realization, I said, oh my gosh, you know, people are overlooking this because they well, just don't believe it will work. And I'm right. just like, well, and That's... more importantly, you've <laughs> discovered something that nobody's really talking about, you know, and you can, you can really like separate yourself and say, look, it's really not as complicated as you think. It really so is. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I've created these downloadable home programs uh-huh. uh, based on all of this research. And then because uh-huh. uh, my orthopedic clinic, because I saw such a high volume of people, that was the other piece I was missing. I wrote my books before I had my orthopedic clinic, Yeah. but the orthopedic clinic showed me that not only are these things true, yeah. but they happen in patterns. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so that helped me work a lot faster as a yes. physical therapist, because I knew the pattern of problems yes. that was occurring in everything. If I saw someone walk to my table, I knew instantly what the problem was. Mm-hmm. And I knew the exercises that would solve them. I knew the habit training that yeah. would solve them. Yeah. And so all of that work was put together in my head yeah. because I recognized the patterns of dysfunction that most people have. Yeah. And so that was the missing and real link. life examples that you're giving too, which oh, yeah. really helps people identify, I think. Better. Exactly. Yeah. And so that was the missing link. That was the next step is to see that, Oh, this isn't unique to Allison. This yeah. isn't unique to Bob. Bob yeah. and Allison have the same types of problems. The, pr- the difference is that Allison manifests this, these problems as back pain. Bob is manifesting these problems as sciatic pain, Mm -hmm. but they're the same problems. Yeah. And so in medicine, what happens is, oh, you have sciatic pain. We think about that differently than say, exactly, exactly. But it's all the same system of problems. Yeah. And so that's how I've been able to create these downloadable home programs is because they're addressing the whole system of problems, these patterns. And it sounds like they're very simple to do, which is extremely helpful. For Very those of simple. you at home, you know, looking for something simple that you can just practice oh, every yeah. day, right? And and, and there, so there are three ways, three approaches. So one is we, we have these corrective exercises that correct all the problems that using your body incorrectly has created. Yeah. And that's, you know, fixing tighter, weak muscles, right? Yeah, right. Then we've got to fix the habits mm-hmm. that have created them. Yeah. So that's the second prong of attack, right? Mm-hmm. And then the third prong of attack is... Uh, I, I have developed these unique taping techniques mm-hmm. to bridge the gap of function Okay. so that you can get out of pain really quickly yeah. and see, oh, if I solve this, my pain is going to feel a lot better. Yeah. So that then I have taping recommendations to bridge that gap until your function, your tighter, weak muscles and your habits are corrected. Mm-hmm. You'll use these taping techniques to fix things and they're yeah. unique to, to systems thinking. Yeah. They're, I've created them it myself. Like it. It sounds no like one it. else has created these taping techniques because I often hear, oh, I've taped my foot before. That didn't help me. Or, or I've, I've, done, yeah. I've done this or like, like, oh, you know, they tried to help me with that gate and that didn't solve anything. Yeah, but or I they mean, didn't, 
they from a did, consumer standpoint, who wants to take their foot every time they go for a walk? Nobody wants well, to do that every single no, time, but, but, right? Right. But if, if it takes away your pain, for sure, that's going to be, yeah. oh, I'm going to do It'll be a again. motivator to get you started. Right. It'll be hopefully you want to correct the problem. You know, exactly. Right? And that's what the rest of the program is yeah. for too. So okay. the taping is showing you what you need to really focus on. And the exercise and habits are how you're going to get there. Oh, I love it. And so you put it. those together and you have this three-prong approach to solving pain, mm -hmm. right? And it's, a, it's simple enough that you can do it, whether you're a beginner or whether you're somebody who's already exactly. doing things, you can just easily add this into what you're doing. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And, and you don't have to, look, you, don't, you don't have to tape, Yeah. but if something isn't working, then you might want to think, uh, I should try the, these taping techniques yeah. to see if that's that. Yeah. So you don't okay. have to. Okay. And then what I have also put in there uh, are there are some bonus Hannah Semantics audio lessons. OK, OK. Because these are designed because there's a lot of people who are fearful of yeah. trying something new yeah. or they've been in chronic pain for decades yeah. or they're debilitated mm -hmm. in some way or another. And they're yeah. really fearful of starting something new. Yes. Well, first of all, if you're fearful, go to your PT or your doctor and tell them you're going to try this program. Mm -hmm. and, and, and make sure that they're all okay with it. Yeah. But secondly, uh, I've created these somatic movement lessons, which are designed to unlock the body in certain patterns of dysfunction. Mm -hmm. There are eight of them. And, it, and this would be the perfect place to begin if you're worried or have are debilitated yeah. Yeah. or uh, have been in chronic pain for a long time. This, because a lot of that chronic pain is an unconscious contraction pattern that you've yeah. developed. Yeah. And so and these- it becomes a habit. Yeah, these right. Hannah Semantics bonus sessions, mm -hmm. uh, they will unlock that unconscious contraction and get yeah. you to start using your body better. Yeah. And then you're going to say, oh my gosh, that feels a lot better. Yeah. And so that's where you'll begin on your journey. Okay, that sounds awesome. So where can people find you? Well, uh, if they go to fixingnewmethod.com. Fixingnewmethod.com? Fixing you, Y-O-U. Oh, Fixingnewmethod.com. Yeah. Okay. All of my books are called Fixing You. Oh, love it. Fixing right. You. Okay. All right. Okay. So fixingyoumethod.com mm -hmm. has all my programs. Okay. If you're a practitioner like a yoga, Pilates, personal trainer, physical therapist, chiropractor, doctor, whatever, and want to learn these techniques, I've you can go to healpatientsfaster.com mm -hmm. and I've got an online course that actually offers 30 CEUs for, and for almost all states for physical therapists. Mm, I love uh, it. So, so you can learn that really easily. And then if you, if you go to rickolderman.com, that has everything <laughs> that I have. That so has that's the whole ball of hub. wax, right? That has the whole ball of wax. And I have some free stuff on there too awesome. that, that you can get. And I've got a free ebook and uh, a free Hannah Somatics audio lesson. You just have okay. to pay shipping. Okay. So a whole bunch of stuff there. It sounds awesome. It sounds like you've just got loads of free value for people to take advantage of. So I do. And, and my yeah. message is that it's, it's going to be easier than you think, but you yeah. have to do it right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love it. Well, the simpler we can keep things as practitioners, yes. I think the better off, not only, not only are we going to most likely have a higher rate of success, right. But, yes. but it's just, it's going to be a whole lot easier for people to start. And I really yes. do think this is one of those things that people just start and they, they see the small changes 
you yes. know, then that's what's going to keep them going, right? I'm hoping big changes. Yeah. But if you see small changes, I'm good with that. Hey, you got to start so, somewhere, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. totally. Any parting thoughts before we close up? Well, I, I just think one of the things I, I tell all my patients and people considering, you know, getting this program is, you know, uh, that there are things that you do during the day that are hurting you more. Yes. Right. I agree. Oh, whenever I get up from my chair, that's when my back really hurts. Okay. These are the keys Mm -hmm. to your problem. Mm -hmm. If you solve how you're doing this and figure out why that's hurting your back, then you will be, then you will start to be successful because you'll learn how to not hurt your back by doing it better. Yes. So think of the things that hurt you Mm -hmm. as the keys to your success. Those are where the secrets are that you need to discover how to improve. Well, what doesn't challenge you won't change you, right? Right. I say that all the time. Yes. So if it doesn't challenge you, it's certainly not going to change you. Yeah, but but most of the people with chronic pain, Allison, have been challenged in so many different ways. I know, you're exactly right. And not had those answers. Yeah. So it's not so much that you're challenging it. It's Mm -hmm. that you have the right information right? To challenge it. And if you're not, if you haven't been approached from a systems point of view before, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which if you have chronic pain, it's Mm -hmm. likely that you have not. Yeah. If you haven't been approached from that, that's why it has failed you Yeah, because they've been looking at you from a component thinking. Yeah. From a microscopic standpoint versus versus taking a bigger picture approach, which is what you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. This is just chock full of so many golden nuggets and takeaways for people. Oh, good. I'm good. so glad that we were able to make time. Thank you for oh, coming on too. today. I appreciate Thoroughly it. Thoroughly enjoyed myself. Yeah, we'll Thank have you. to get you back for a future episode. So. Anytime. So if yeah. anyone out there is listening and want you want to connect with Rick and, and learn more about him and his work, you'll find all of these links in the show notes, his web address. You'll find uh, the place where you can take advantage of his any of his online programs, any of his books. It's just, it's a wealth of information and a testimony that something that we see is really complicated doesn't have to be complicated. We make it complicated, not just because of what we read and see about it, but because of what we think about it too. So if you can be open to approaching it from a very simplistic standpoint, you might really surprise yourself with the results that you get. So, so you definitely want to check all that out. And if you are an entrepreneur in the health, fitness and wellness space, um, physical therapist, chiropractor, massage therapist, trainer, yoga instructor, et cetera. Even if you're just limiting yourself to coaching, if you have a brick and mortar practice and you're wanting to learn more about the online space and how to expand your reach, please come over and join me on Facebook and my Innovate and Grow community for for fitness, health, wellness, entrepreneurs. Um, We talk about a lot of really interesting things. There are a whole lot of things happening out there online now that never used to be, right? The online space is just getting bigger and that's not going anywhere. But that also means that there are lots of people out there looking for someone like you, for someone like Rick, for someone like me, for somebody who does what we do on a day-to-day basis. And that's a good thing. It means that there's lots of people out there that not only need help, but want help. And that's really why we are on this planet is to serve and live out our purpose. So please come over and join me there. And as always, before I sign off, I just want to say thank you for all of your support of the ultimate journey of self-care We're coming up on our third birthday here in the next few weeks. Um, We're heard all over the world and I couldn't do it without you. So just know how grateful I am for all of your support. Um, I love hearing all your stories. I love getting emails from you. 
that something that I said, something that a guest that I had really resonated with you. And that's exactly why I do what I do. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I hope you have a fabulous day. You're one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one.